Hi guys and welcome to the Unfuck Yourself and Be Beautiful podcast with your host Alexis Magdalene and today I'm joined by my mom. What's your name? Candy. <laughs> candy. It's just candy. Just candy today. Um, and today we were going to talk about posting pretty. Posting pretty. Posting pretty. And today we're recording ourselves so you can see our beautiful faces on YouTube. I actually put makeup on today. <laughs> Me too. And don't tell my hairdresser. I, I love you, Courtney. I need to get in. Right. I'm so sorry. It's fine. It's you look great. You should look pretty. Beautiful. No, that's that's the whole point. It's beautiful. Beautiful. You do what you want. Okay, so we're gonna talk about posting pretty and being authentic and blah blah blah. So where do we start? I'm gonna start with um, the first thing I do when I get on Facebook. I scroll. And when you scroll, then you like to see people's memes, and you read it, and you're like, oh, they're, they're like sad today, or they're happy today, or when oh, they're mad they're, at their husband. Right. Or <laughs> they're making a comment in a way that they, they, they want to share how they're feeling in a way that's... Well, yeah, too. Like, they're not, I learned that, like, when people post selfies, like, uh, the first thing you want to do is, like, kind of pick it apart, like, oh, well, she looks this way, and she looks that way. But then I learned over time that if somebody's posting that selfie, it's because they felt good about themselves. So your job is not to pick them apart and tell them like how bad they look or what they need to change or, oh, your room's a mess. You need to say, oh, wow, you look great today because that's what they're looking for. They're looking for that validation. And some people like me prefer words of affirmation. So it's our job to like uplift them and let them know that we think that they look good. Even if you don't think that they look freaking fabulous, they feel good in that moment. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they may look super fantastic, and I may scroll through it and go, again? Because you don't feel good, too. Yeah. Right? Because sure. you're like, dang, look at that. Look at that beautiful, I those pictures, like Pinterest, for instance. You, like, scroll through, and you're like, ugh, my house doesn't look like that. It would never look like well, that. And then I had friends come over this weekend, and they were like, I love your house. It's just so cozy and small, and I'm like, what? Really? It's so weird. The different perceptions people get mm -hmm. like when I went to Virginia a family was like oh my gosh you're so successful you're so this because I guess what I'm posting comes off that way so like the whole purpose of posting pretty is that sometimes we post what we think people want to see, see. Mm -hmm. when we post like um, what what are the best parts of us like the parts that we picked out like we've filtered like the best day of your vacation even though half of it was shitty right, right? it rained the whole time right. and we barely got to go to the beach but here's 20 beach pictures so and one money minute, and, right? Right? we didn't have any money right? to get gas <laughs> and i was like oh selfie and then you're right? just like yeah and then they're like oh i wish i, I could go there. on vacation you know, like, no because then you don't understand like we ate hot dogs from my vendor that was throwing them away. The kid threw up the in the car. <laughs> Diarrhea for two days. The blowouts. Yeah. But we had that one good picture. Right. Everybody and that's what loves. people attach to. But instead of being real about your vacation, like, well, it kind of sucked, but we still had fun and we were grateful we got to go on it. Uh, people are just like, here's this pretty picture of you can envy me, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, the whole purpose of me wanting to uh, do this one is because posting pretty is because I don't post pretty anymore. I, I post what I feel is authentic. I post what I feel is um, more real, more me, like when I'm feeling sad or when I'm feeling dark or when I'm feeling, I just post anything that I feel like other people might relate to or other people might want to know. And I've had a lot of family and friends reach out and be like, oh, are you okay? You seem so sad. Mm -hmm. But I'm the same person I was when I was posting pretty. 
the difference is, is that I'm being more real and people are a little concerned about it. So it's, it's a really weird, it's like where, like people almost think that I might be sharing too much or oversharing, but then I have people who, that actually are like coming to you quietly yes. and saying, oh my God. I even I have wish. emails on my Animals Anonymous people. So that clothing is all about wildlife and everything. And I have people coming to me and they're like, I see your other stuff. And I just want you to know that like, that's really important to me. Like you're, what you're saying, I really resonate with. And it really means a lot to me. And thank you for posting. But you don't see that on my post. They're privately messaging me because they don't feel like they can share those right. things. Right, because it's scary. It's right. super scary because you do get that backlash. Like I'm really like... I take photos all the time, and I take photos for myself. I don't get paid for them. I don't. I don't ask for money. I never. I would never ever want to go out. I take pictures for my pleasure. It's, it's a hobby s- for you. Yeah, it, it's my um, way of capturing those moments that I can look back and say, "Oh my God, that day was so much fun," or "Oh my gosh, remember when?" And like, there's one picture I'll never forget. Bastion was eating dirt, or or maybe it was Olena eating dirt. No, it was Bastion. It was Bastion, yeah. And he was putting dirt in his mouth, and he was eating it. I was like, oh my god, my friends would just die if they knew my grandkid was eating dirt. Like, at one point, I had this friend that she cleaned, she loved to clean, and and there was, she was mortified that my kids were always in dirt. Like, when we would play softball, my kids played in the dirt, and I love that, like, remembrance of my kids being little and then seeing my grandkids little and so but I had a comment private message me uh, and say he looks homeless and that's probably not an appropriate picture to put on your Facebook page (laughs) and you're like it's so cute because he's like not even two years old he's like in jeans and a diaper and he's just got a faceful and he looks like a little model it's the cutest picture ever and not to mention the cutest picture ever what's behind that is a good memory you guys had so much fun you were outside playing and so when you see that picture it's just good memories absolutely not not that he was eating dirt or it was not he probably shouldn't be eating it doesn't matter he was being mm-hmm. a baby he was just having fun yeah and i had a friend i was taking pictures for a friend years and years ago because i used to take pictures and she was like can you take pictures of my daughter uh at the park in this that. cute little tutu and she had this cute little outfit well then she's like not even i don't even know if she was she two, even two and yeah. she took her shirt off and mm-hmm. we post the pictures were so gorgeous. cute they like, were beautiful gorgeous. we had so much fun we laughed we played we giggled the little girl had so it was just a good day and then she had family come out and was like I can't believe she doesn't have a shirt on and just hounded her for these pictures and you're just like what a way to tarnish these memories like if somebody's posting something they're not posting it to be risky they're posting it because they felt like that was a good memory that was like a good time that's something that they want to remember like what I put on my Facebook are things that I always want to remember because those memories pop back up mm-hmm. and you know those are and maybe I do want other people to see them too I want people to feel how I felt during those moments mm-hmm. there's even things that I've done where I'm I'm really if you go to my Facebook page and I, I mean I've put some stuff private since you know last couple of years but mm-hmm. um you know a lot of times I'll, I'll take it and post like three pictures and it's like my mood of the day or whatever or I may somebody out there like my sister or Alexis will know that like that's what it means like I posted a picture that I'd taken of this bear and he was like like angry looking it was like his face was wet and I can't remember the other two pictures I did but it was my emotions for that day and I took my memes or whatever photos that I took 
that made me put out my feelings for the day. And it was like, it's just a way of just throwing up your emotions for the day, being able just to share it out there. And whether anybody got it, I didn't care. It was more for maybe that one person I wanted them to know. (laughs) And then, whatever. But see, that's also how I knew I needed therapy. Not not you posting, but I was posting like that. I was Mm -hmm. posting... um, so you're saying I need therapy? No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. That That's how you can kind of go back and be like, oh, wow, I was either in a dark time or, oh, wow, I was yes. fighting with this person. Or, because I was posting quotes that were towards people instead of fixing the situation. I was just like jabbing the situation. You were taking somebody else's thoughts and, and putting it out there. But also, they were completely oblivious to like what less. I was saying. And then so over the years, I learned that what I was doing was just more harmful to myself. I'm not getting the help that I need. I'm just posting these quotes and looking for somebody to be like, yeah, or, oh, wow, was that about me? And I actually didn't want confrontation. So, so I don't what know what, doing? right, what are you doing? And so I guess you're just looking for validation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of what I'm posting now is people think that I'm looking for validation because I've all, I've done that in the past and because most people, that's what they're doing is they want that attention, that validation, that, oh, or that like camaraderie, like Mm -hmm. that, yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. Like that's the whole purpose of social media too. And a lot of people think that what I'm posting is for validation, but also they forget that like my entire job is social media. Like... I, I do online sales and everything, and I don't try to push that a lot. I just try to be me and real, and I want people to see that and, like, be not attracted to it, but I don't know. I guess want to want what I have to offer. Right. But I'm trying not to do it in a fake way. I'm trying to do it in a realistic way where I'm not, like, looking for validation mm-hmm. at all. Because I've had people re- reach out and they're like, oh, you know, you're just, you you know, social media is not where you need to find validation. I'm like, yeah, but my home life is great. Mm-hmm. I post that. I let people know that my home life is great. But so many people post fake things that people have no idea if it's really great or not. I just realized I don't remember if I put that phone on silent. <laughs> and the, the thing just Can they see up. that? They can't see my notifications, but it might go bzz, buzz in their ears. So let me, let me make sure my, it was on vibrate. So... Sorry, guys, we're recording on the video on a phone and also on this podcast thing. So we have audio and video going for everybody. And I just want to make sure it sounds good and it's not like buzzing in your ear because I hate that. What were you talking about? Um, so, uh, oh, one thing. S- social media. So yeah, Social media is hard, but it's also it amazing. Right. It's a great outlet. It's a great outlet for everything if you need help or you know so i did watch this show just recently um it was mm-hmm. the social the social, the social dilemma dilemma and wow i watched the whole thing it said don't do it and i do it every day like you wake up in the morning but i have noticed that i do certain things after i watch that show so yes. it, it talks about how they can actually like take let's say it's the I, algorithm. Yeah. And, and everybody knows about the algorithm, but they're like literally, it talks about how they like literally place an ad to get your information and they like count how many seconds you're like on that on ad that and mm-hmm. then they target you for those things. Like, and they're good at it. We because already I buy a lot of shit know from, that, yeah. but I know. they're really good at it. 
But also, that's a big thing in therapy, too, is being aware of your feelings helps you navigate through life. Like, once you can acknowledge that you're feeling a certain way, you can change it. And that's the same with social media. Mm -hmm. That That movie is great because... Once you acknowledge what is happening, you set the path for change. Right. So you're, now you know, and now you're like, ah, you're not going to get you're me not today. Get me right? Um, you might, because I do buy a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's like, I saw it on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. How many people do that? I have, I have a friend I have so on Instagram who's like, Anybody it was an Instagram. <laughs> if you need superfood, I've got a lot of it. Yeah, but you're also supporting these businesses, yeah. but I don't know. It's I know. It's, small it's businesses crazy. are hard. They catch me every time. They do. They do. I just want to support all the small businesses. Or even, like, I've seen some um, people that post stuff, and you're like, huh, I didn't know that about them. But is it really, like, did they just share the post, or did they mean the post? I think right. that's another thing that, that like, somebody will share a post, and I'm like, it's a meme, so it's not even... They are stuff. Like, it's not, it's not like a picture of them. It's not a thought process of them. It's a picture of... It's something that resonated. loved or um, love me often or whatever. I mean, it could be... And you don't know who it was towards or if it was even towards anything. Right. And then you're just, like, so confused. The other day I posted something and a friend got offended. And I was like, oh, that wasn't t- towards you at all. Like, that was towards my husband. And it wasn't even meant to be offensive. <laughs> no, but it wasn't even meant to be offensive. But I guess the way I worded it to her was offensive. Mm-hmm. And to him, I mean, he doesn't he care. Oblivious. He's so oblivious. <laughs> but my whole purpose is I was being raw in the emotion. I wanted my emotions out. You wanted to and say, she felt oh, it was towards husband, her. Yeah. My husband is such a jerk is what she should have said. And here's something, <laughs> here's something I've learned is people project their insecurities. They do. So that's something I'm learning because you don't know what your insecurities are. That's the whole purpose. And you're projecting them onto other people. So like, I don't even know a good example. What would be a good example of projecting your insecurities? Like um, my husband had a guy that worked for him and he would call him greedy. And he would say, oh, you're so greedy. But then he'd always ask for money or say he wasn't getting enough or whatever and things like that. And it's, he literally just, he was really greedy, but then he would call my husband greedy because he just couldn't, he he was projecting his insecurities and didn't even realize he was doing it. And I don't know if he'll ever realize he's doing it, but my husband recognized the situation, was like, you know, I did all that I can. I've helped you more than other people would help you. And that's all I can give and do. So there's not much else I can do. So I, I tried to work on my part. When you call me something... I do my best to fix it, and that's all you can do. Right. Because you don't even know what your insecurities are, but that's the whole purpose is... My thing is, is if you're going to post it to somebody, just post it to their page. I mean, a lot of times I... <laughs> but then that's conflict. That's conflict. It and is. People are afraid of conflict, especially with social media. Conflict is so scary. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody wants to deal with conflict anymore. Mm-hmm. And... It's scary because some people are okay with conflict over social media. Some people can be really harsh and, and or read the comment wrong. I know I always read emails wrong. Oh, all the time. Like, I read one yesterday. So, um, we had the, our embroidery machine went down. And then with all the COVID stuff, we had a lot of the, um, the, like, the jackets. We couldn't get black jackets literally for two months. N- not one XL black jacket can you get. Or or blue or navy, like yeah, and absolutely hard to get. Can't you can't get it, and so it's like, 
people write and they'd say, when is my package coming? And you're just like, Ugh. and you're stressed already because you're like, you don't want this person to wait. I would want my package right away. I would want you to print my package, my shirt up as soon as possible. Yeah, but everybody's was, excited for a package that right? they order. I mean, that's the only reason why you bought it is because you want it. Mm -hmm. and, and so somebody wrote the other day and they're like, hey, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, Daryl's going to read it and he's going to know. But he already knows because it's not our fault. And then I was just like, I'm so stressed out. And it's like, do I just not let him see that email? Because he might get upset because I kind of was like freaking out about it. And then I was like, it is what it is. I can't control it. I can't control the manufacturers. So you just all let that them you know. can control is your reactions and emotions towards it. Yes, <laughs> which absolutely. is a hard thing that I've recently it's learned. Your emotions crazy. are your own, and so if you're angry or sad or you're upset, mad at that's, me. Yours. that's your deal, right? You but it's so it hard, especially being an empath. I know you are. Yes, um, is that you take on other people's emotions? So like. I was actually in the warehouse when you went to go talk to dad about that email because yeah, he does get upset about email does. or he has in the past. So you have that fear of if I say this, it might cause conflict. So I need to say it in a way. And so when I was at my desk, I heard you talking and I was like, oh man. Did you butt pucker? I, yeah, yes. he did, didn't you? I get anxiety because I'm like, okay, is he going to be mad? Yep. Or is he going to That's the first reaction. You're like, he's going to be mad. No, he's going to be But sometimes he's not day. mad and you're like, oh. Okay, <laughs> it's fine, and because he's working on that for him, and and so it it was just a weird. So then when I heard that he was like, "Oh no, you that email was not what you think it is. It's and this." I was like, oh. So then all of a sudden it's like all the time you could just feel who relief. All of us, and and so nobody was mad or upset, and we just read the email wrong. But it's yeah. your your traumas, your insecurities, mm -hmm. and things that cause you to act a certain way. Mm -hmm. And so I like I have people reach out going back to the start of posting pretty. Now that I'm posting the way I am, I have people reach out to me and it's because they've been in the situation I've been in and they felt differently. So me sharing my sadness to them, that sadness should be hidden and put away or going to get help. Well, I am getting help. I'm in therapy and I'm working on myself and I'm doing a lot. And that sometimes I try to share that so they know that. Um, but sometimes people don't see the full picture. They just see the sadness of it because to them that resonates sad where other people message me the same post and they're like thank you for saying that I feel the exact same way mm -hmm. and now I'm looking at it in a different light so where one person saw it as sad the other person saw it as helpful mm -hmm. so it's a really weird concept but if you're posting pretty all the time you're almost not being helpful to anybody including yourself because well, you're not being real right because then when you do crash they're like what happened like yeah. i thought you were doing great you look great right? you, you look pretty like what happened but also when i post like um something sad to other people and they reach out to me like that makes me feel good because then that makes me know that people are looking out for me and reaching out for mm -hmm. me because there's times where I see people post sad and I'll reach out to them and they're like oh no I'm fine or oh I'm so glad you reached out but if they're just posting pretty all the time and then they post one bad thing then they really needed help five posts ago right but we didn't know right. because they weren't being honest they were just posting pretty pretty pictures for attention make, yeah. when they needed something else they mm -hmm. need support friendship you know things like that 
kindness, yeah. Which over time, that's what I found out. I was struggling. I didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't, you know, I was owning my own business, three kids. And instead of telling people like, hey, I deal with mental struggle, I completely crashed last year, like six months ago. Mm. Completely crashed. And everyone's like, who are you? What's happening? What's going on? And I'm like, I didn't even know because I had tried so hard to be pretty and perfect and this business owner... And it, you can only go so long that well, way. Well, like, people try to put you up. Like, I remember we went to, um, we went somewhere. I, I think it was, I can't remember which place it was. And Alexis was coming and she was flying in. And she had the baby with her. She just had the baby. Yeah, so Alex, yeah the baby we, with you. Um, so we were, Daryl and um, Corbin and we had Bastion with us. We drove from Minnesota because my brother had passed away. We drove from Minnesota to, to... Um, Indianapolis. Indianapolis, and um, so we uh, we were so tired, and we had the toddler with us, and it was just like a stressful mental. So it was nice to be able to come, see the girls, you know, be able to see so, people and sell sell the stuff, and and really get people to see like the the love that Alexis has for conservation. And she was coming in, and they kept saying, "When is she coming? When is she coming?" And they, yeah. they were expecting her. And I had so much anxiety. And she had so because I hadn't been on a plane with like a four or five month old baby, right? She's and I didn't want to go because I didn't even have a lot of money to buy the plane ticket to get there. But these people they wanted, wanted me, and her. I wanted to be there. Right. I wanted to be she there. She was a face, and we, but I, I didn't have just... a way to leave the baby, and I didn't have a way. And instead of like you know acknowledging that this just isn't gonna work or making it work a different way, I decided I was gonna go anyways. And it really wasn't that that it was great. It was great talking to people, but I only got so many chances because I had this baby, and a lot of it was a zookeeper convention, so a lot of zookeepers don't have children or they didn't have their children with them or whatever. So it was just kind of weird for me. I felt out of place. But here's the flip side. They didn't know that, and so right. I would watch people, and they didn't know who I was. They and so I was, I was yeah, and I was like, "There's Allie. She's the one that does the shirts." I know, and I was like, "Go!" They say were scared hi. to talk to me, no. and I was like, "Are you serious? It's Allie. It's right? Alexis. Like, she likes normal. you. Just she likes you. Small business mom trying to make oh, it. She <laughs> just, she's just breastfeeding. She's a little tired. Right? She's not on an airplane. So it was such a. And weird... I felt uncomfortable because I'm like, I have this baby, and I don't know how they're gonna feel with me having this baby here. Like, right? Like, and the worst part was is the hardest thing for me is that I'm not a zookeeper anymore. I was. A you zoo- are a zookeeper. Right? I wasn't a zookeeper anymore. So when I would talk to these zookeepers, I feel like I can't relate to them like anymore because it had been like two years since I had been a keeper, and so I struggled with that like. That are you identity, it out? like you, that you're like being I'm a faking fake. it, yeah. And I didn't want people to think I'm faking it. I wanted because them to feel like they related it. to me. It's like it so. I went through a really dark depression last year, and I started unfuck yourself and be beautiful. I have no idea where it came from. I just started it. I decided I was gonna unfuck myself and be beautiful the way that I am. And I had all these zookeeper friends come to me, and they were like, I had one girl. She said, I met you at Indianapolis that oh. same event. And I was so scared to talk to you, but I felt like I needed to talk to you. Like, we would be best friends, but I was so scared I never did. And she was like, but now that you've come out with Unfuck Yourself, I know we'd be best friends. Like, I now I know you're exactly like me. Like, right. now that you're being open and honest and real. And not that person that's scared. That was that I was like, go talk to her. Go talk to her. <laughs> and I have always had really bad anxiety, and I've always worried. I'm, I'm like doom and gloom. My husband hates it. 
or hated it because now I'm a totally different person. The more you work on yourself and you know what your issues are, my insecurities were worries and worried about what everyone thought of me and everything like that, I would just hide away and I would just, and that's not what people wanted. They wanted me to be like talking to them and relate to them because a lot of people can relate to me, but I was so scared of what they thought of me or who I was pretending to be and stuff that you ruin those opportunities. You do. Yeah. You lose. You lose so much when you're afraid of failing. You're failing. Right. So, so I'm. I'm a person that. Um, I. I kind of. I, I guess Gerald says there's only somebody like Candy or whatever he says, <laughs> and it. It is. You know, if you're gonna jump on a trampoline, jump on a trampoline. Don't right. be worried about somebody else I was only looking at you. Right, like if you did, no, I jumped on the trampoline the other day, but I had to stop. No, because I had to stop. (laughs) But it's like, don't, don't worry about what people like. If you are having a sad day, take a sad day picture, right? And then that way, people can go, you're having a sad day. You know know? what's weird? has sad days. Everybody has. Everybody has and sad, that sad days. Everybody day? has bad days. Everybody has angry days, frustrated days because we are all human and we all feel the same emotions. And I'm so tired of this let's look pretty and perfect to each other mm-hmm. when some people just don't want to look pretty and perfect every day. No. And so when you're showing up pretty and perfect every day, that's fine. But also be your real authentic self too. Right. Like, I'm not saying filters and perfect pictures are bad, because those are great. Sometimes mm-hmm. I post those. I put so, lipstick on today. Right. I Sometimes I feel great and fantastic, and I've got my nails done and everything. And other days, you're just like, I feel like crap. Mm-hmm. And maybe I want to take a selfie still and post it. Like, I want people to know that I'm not feeling my best, because I just feel like I want to talk about it. Or maybe somebody made you feel like you weren't pretty. Like... Uh, on the social dilemma, one of the things was is that, you know, our young kids, my grandkids, my son, who's in his 30s, was one of the first um, and ones to play Zelda on um, mm-hmm. Nintendo. He, we bought it for us, not for him. He was two. So when we bought this expensive thing that we couldn't afford, that we just had to have, mm-hmm. when he was two, he was not going to play with this. But he would watch the game and he'd go, no, Daddy, go that way. No, you know, go this way. He is one of the ones that first started with video games. Not necessarily playing with them. Our kids nowadays, by the time that they're a year old, they're swiping. You know, they can swipe. Right? Right. And it's like, they're, they have a different capacity. For us, I wasn't brought up with a swiper. I, I didn't have one until we were in our 30s, 40s. Right? right? <laughs> How weird is that? So... It's a different thought process. I don't even remember when I started. We were talking about Zelda and being the first ones with Oh, so... No? (laughs) Devin? Devin. She was talking about my older brother. Oh, so now Bastion's into it now. And so so the social dilemma, again, is, is, you know, they are feeding It's hard because my child is five and he Mm -hmm. loves Minecraft. And I have to be aware of what he can and can't watch and what he can and can't play and, you know, have all these really, restrictions. Like, he he's really good. And passwords out. I always said, I grew up with gamers. I grew up with my brothers have been gaming since mm-hmm. they were three. Stop. I've been gaming, or I've been growing up with gaming and everything. And so when Wilbur and I got together, he wasn't into games. And so I was like, you know, our kids aren't going to be into games. I hate games. Games are everywhere. And my kid is five, and he's super into games. I have no idea how it happened. It happened. He sees yeah, his yeah, uncles, things like that. 
But it's one of those things that that doesn't make me a bad mom that he's a gamer and that doesn't make him a bad kid that he just wants to game. Uh, another, yeah, you just have to... Uh, the thing I want to... I don't know if this is like off topic though. So like um, I saw a meme that was like, you know, people who um, their parents are like, stop being lazy, get up and go do this. Like, you're just laying there. You're being lazy. You're all, That's all you're doing. Well, sometimes we kind of need that lazy. Sometimes we kind of need that shut off and that turn off. And so those people now are like those people who can't sit down, who have to constantly be cleaning something, who constantly be working. Those are workaholics now because they didn't get the chance to be lazy or or do something for themselves that they wanted to do. So I still try to limit him to what he has but I also allow him to have what he wants and he might be you know an amazing gamer when he's older or he might pick up a guitar or something I try to make sure there's time where he like isn't glued to it all the time so he might be able to find another hobby or that might be the hobby he takes off from like you have to allow people to just be people and to stop um, putting them in this box or this category that you want them to be in. Mm-hmm. That's that another that oh I don't know if that's going off separate. So like my husband likes alone time, and to me that's really weird. I like quality time. I like sometimes alone time. Right, and so it's really weird. It took me a long time to grasp the concept that he needed to be alone to recharge, where I don't necessarily need to be alone. But then lately I've been finding out I kind of like alone time Mm -hmm. and like to be by myself at certain times not all the time maybe even not alone but quiet time and so it's it's really weird what you figure out about yourself or what you learn about yourself from others and from being able to uh, take the time to work on yourself to um, figure out what makes you sad and happy and what you need like like go back on your social media and look at your timeline and see what you're posting and see what what you feel from that. Like, look at that picture. There was a trend on TikTok that was like, post a time where you were at your lowest and nobody knew. And they're always like beautiful pictures. These beautiful pictures. Mm-hmm. And they're usually probably the ones that you have the most comments on. Right. Oh, wow, you look fantastic and blah. But you have no idea what's going on. You have no idea like what's mentally they're struggling with, what physically they're struggling with. And if they would have posted that pretty picture and been like, I love this picture, I feel great, but I just want you guys to know that I'm struggling with this, this, and this, they might get some bad feedback, but they might also get people who will generally come to you and say, wow, I didn't know. I had no idea. Like, thank you for sharing, or I relate to this. Thank you so much for sharing, because now it makes me feel like I can be open. Let's be friends. Like, Mm -hmm. so much can come from that instead of just a pretty picture with likes and comments of how pretty you are. Yeah. Absolutely. I think we really need, you know, people used to say Facebook's not a diary, but it it, it is. It is. It, it is. is a di- it's your way of looking back at you. It's your way of connecting with friends and family. It's your way of picking who you want to connect with. Mm-hmm. It's so, I think we need to take away the stigma of having to be perfect. Right. Because Absolutely. we don't have to be no. perfect. You know, I, I am going to bring something up. Um, so, we had a death in the family just recently. And um, she had a small Facebook like we kind of made her, I made her Facebook page, and she would get on there like now and again. But at the end, she was really, really sick, and we didn't know. Um, she didn't want us to know, and so I would force my father-in-law to let us see her. Like I would do a Facebook, um, um, 
video and I'd say, hey, let me see Ella. I just want to see her. And he, she, she, she doesn't really want to talk right now. And I'm like, I just need to, I just need to connect. And I would talk to her and I could tell she had a little bit of slurring of her words. She really didn't want to talk. She got, got irritated. And I can see, but when she passed away, everyone was like, what? What happened? Like, what? Yeah. And I was like, I should have been an advocate of saying, look, hey, you know, let's all pray for Ella. It's okay. And I think that's a big thing with our, the older generation, even above you, is that it's not okay to be sick. It's not okay to be dying. It's not okay to ask for help because you can do it on your own. You know, I built this life for myself. I should do it. I feel like that's a big thing. Even as we get older, we don't want help. Mm -hmm. We don't want our kids to help us Mm -hmm. or whatever. And I think that should... That's another stigma that should go away is because if you need help, you need help. Right. Or, you know, it's okay to see you at your worst. Right. It doesn't always have to be your best. Right. Because, I mean, I'm going to, if you don't want me to, I'm going to respect your wishes on right. that. But just know that that can affect everybody around you, too. Right. Because, like, maybe we could have gotten, you know, maybe we could have... Well, she, they were supposed to come in October, and if we had known, maybe she was sick then, if we had known that we would have gone up there right. and spent that time before she got really sick, but they kept a lot of that from us because they were, um, and I don't know why, maybe there was some physical stuff, like you can't blame them for oh, that. Oh gosh, no. Yeah, but you, you're almost like, I wish people were a little more open and honest to their troubles and their right. sadnesses and right. their, you know, things like that. I'm really big on if you need to cry, cry, but mm-hmm. I'm also working with my therapist of that <laughs> because there's times where I numb it and I noticed that I had cried really hard when I found out she had passed and then I had numbed it for a long time because I was like, if I cry, people around me are going to cry and I don't want them to cry. Mm-hmm. And so you numb it for a lot of times when in reality, you're not helping anybody and you're not helping yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's a really weird concept. It is. It's weird what you don't want to show to other people. Like, think about what you want to post. Even if you start making posts and saving them in your drafts. I have done that. Yeah. Or only me. You can hit mm -hmm. only me. I have things like that. I have only Mm -hmm. me. That's nice because that's a way to feel like, okay, I get that post that I want out. But then don't just turn around and post the pretty picture. Mm -hmm. Like, give yourself time and wait. And then maybe you'll post something as part of that, like a sliver of that. Right. You know? It's, it's totally okay. Absolutely. Because then people know that you need a friend or you need help or you need, you need something. And I'm all big about positivity and staying positive, but it's really important to me. You can me. say you're having a shitty day. It's yeah. Okay. But it's really important to me to stay positive, but also be real about my feelings. Like when I'm feeling good, then cool. Stay positive. Be happy. You're great. Listen to this music. But when I'm feeling bad... I need to know that I either need to rest, I need to do recharge, I need to, you know, do something for myself to fix it so I can get back into that positive state of mind. Absolutely. It's not positive, happy-go-lucky, perfect on no, the timeline no, all the time. You don't. It doesn't help anybody. No. Do you have anything else you want to add? No. Um, I do have some really cool socks on today. You do? <laughs> you can't even see it. It's um, so cute. <laughs> Oh, are they buddy? Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're elf. elf socks. <laughs> I almost wore matching ones. They were supposed to be dad Corbin's, and he didn't, he didn't want them. them. At least he was honest. Yeah. He just said I wouldn't wear those. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Fashion helped me pick them out, so. 
So thank you guys for listening Yay, to us. This was fun. I'm going to get this all uploaded and put on YouTube and Anchor and everything. So thank you for listening. We had 400 listens on our what? podcast. Yeah, That's so exciting. We're going to keep doing this. Um, I also you know. have a Patreon that I post everything to and stuff. So if you want to get on there and support the YouTube channel, that'd be great. Yay. Awesome. Thank um, you guys. Stay kind. Sorry. <laughs>